conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion... Folks, welcome back to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast that fakes their death to kiss a pretty girl on the lips. I'm Dan O'Keefe, and joining me as always is Anna Otto. Anna, how did you fake your death to get a pretty girl to kiss you on the lips? Stubbed my toe and fell in a bathtub. Oh, interesting. That might seem oddly specific, but that did happen to me in the past year, so that's why <laughs> I said that. Except I didn't kiss anyone, I did break my 90-year-old engagement ring. Mm. Um, not ideal good news it is fixed that was a long time ago how about you Dan how'd you fake your death I'm good Uh, I ran into bleachers like direct Mm. I was yelling for my mom to tell her how much M&M's cost at my brother's grade school basketball game because there was Ah. someone walking around the stand selling M&M's the Mm M&M lady as I called her a lot of people were called, called ladies when I was a child People are still called ladies for me, and I'm a full. I'm a lady myself. I'm something of a lady myself. <laughs> so, uh, but I was I was running and yelling to tell her how much the M and M's cost. They were a dollar. I remember it well. Uh, and Classic. It was they had the regular metal bleachers at the gym, and I ran directly into them. <laughs> oh like damn! Smack head gone. You ha- have a history of running into things. Yeah. Uh, by history, I mean recent history. Recent history, because I just rode my bike into trash cans that were not in my way. Mm-hmm. I just decided, hmm, this looks like a good place to fall, to injure myself. Let me just park my bike here unexpectedly. Yeah, thinking like, wow, it's like a week before my wedding. I can't get hurt or anything. Anyway, I'm going to go right into these. Face. It wasn't my face. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Rest of my body, no matter what happens to it, so long as my face still looks good. I'm just saying, the rest of you can be easily covered up by a suit, but your face... My face can only be covered up by part of a suit. Is the suit your beard? Uh, no. Anna is my beard. Thank you. (gasps) Oh my god, I'm gonna tell her right now. (laughs) That was me dialing the phone. (laughs) I figured. Um, Do you know what movie we're talking about today? The Sand Lot. Okay, thank God. I did watch the right one. I couldn't remember. I thought I watched the wrong one, too. Okay, maybe we both did, and we just both watched the same wrong one. So you know what? That's fine. That's fine. We're watching The Sand Lot. We watched The Sand Lot. We will watch The Sand Lot. Schrodinger's watching of The Sand Lot. If the movie, if I stayed in my basement the whole time watching it and nobody was around to tell if I watched it or not, until someone enters the basement, I am both watching and not watching the movie. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Until you hear meows coming from there. I did meow as soon as Gage entered the room. <laughs> uh, so, The Sandlot, written and directed by David Mickey Evans. Too many names. Starring I... <laughs> Tom Guiri, Mike Vidar, Patrick Renna, Chauncey Leopardi, Marley Amazing Shelton, name. Marty York, Brandon Adams, Grant Gelt, Shane Obudzinski, Victor DiMaccia, 
Dennis Leary, Karen Allen, and James Earl Jones. I'm going to say something crazy really quick. Okay. Which was the one that played Benny the Jet Rodriguez? Mike. Mike Vidar. I'm going to say this. I'm going to need you to hold on. He had such beautiful eyelashes. Uh, I agree. Don't need to hold on to anything. That's... Okay, I wasn't sure if that was going to sound weird. <laughs> no, because you weren't like, mm, I love looking at his eyes. I love staring no, into his eyes. That really would have been like, weird. He had beautiful eyes. I mean, he was a child. His eyelashes were just Gorgina, and I was sitting here with my short blonde lashes hating mm-hmm. my freaking life. Yeah, you're just admiring a 15-year-old boy's eyelashes. Boys always have better eyelashes than girls. Gage has beautiful eyelashes. I looked Why? him up because I wanted... He and the guy that played adult him, his brother... Yeah. They both have beautiful eyelashes. Hey, if you ever start a fire in Los Angeles, maybe he can come and save you. He's a fireman now. Is he? Mm-hmm. Is he hot now? I don't know. Oh, well then... I haven't been in a fire recently. I'll be coming too. I'll be like, oh, your eyelashes are gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Mine are fake. Like... Anyway, kiss me on the lips. Oh, oh, okay, I see a picture of him as an adult. Not cute. Hmm. I feel like that's usually the way. Cute kid, ugly adult. Wow. Ugly kid, cute adult. Here I am. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, released on April 7th, 1993, with a budget of $7 million, it made $34.3 million at the box office. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 64% approval rating. That feels low. It may be shamelessly derivative and overly nostalgic, but The Sandlot is nevertheless a genuinely sweet and funny coming-of-age adventure. I feel like every boy I know loves this movie. Yes. So that feels so low to me. Roger Ebert compared it to a summertime version of A Christmas Story. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I think that is a perfectly fitting comparison. Just no beautiful eyelashes in A Christmas Story. No, everyone, everyone is cursed with your eyelashes. It's true. What a nightmare. Short and blonde. Ugh. When was the first time you watched this? Last night. Wow. Was it life changing? No. Um. <laughs> I <laughs> feel bad because like every guy I've dated has been like quoting it to me, and I'm like, "What are you saying?" Okay. Like the, you're killing me, Smalls. I thought Ham was Smalls. I thought it was a picture of Smalls on the shirts. Well, he's really yelling did. it. I didn't know, Dan. I never saw it. <laughs> so when they were like, and this is Ham, I was like, who's Smalls? And then they introduced him. I was like, what? I thought it was a play because he's a chubby kid. Mm. You know, this mm. is Smalls. Yeah. They didn't really do that in 80s and 90s movies. Because like Chunk from the Goonies, they called him Chunk. And he was adorable. The yeah. Chubby kids are my favorite in the world. So okay. Ham was my favorite in this movie, in case you didn't, in case that wasn't obvious already. No, I get um, it. By my aura. <laughs> um, I could give you, you know, the main children, like Benny and Squints and Smalls and Ham. Those are the ones I remember the most clearly. I found the twins to be annoying. Mm-hmm. Or not twins, brothers to be annoying. Brothers, twins, rerun, whatever. Yes. Squints, he was funny in a pervy way. Yes. Like, there's one in every coming-of-age movie, the pervy friend. Yeah, and they're always the one who looks like him. Yeah, 
Literally. Right? Like in It, which one's the pervy friend? The one with glasses. Yeah. <laughs> Always. Glasses equals perv. <laughs> Listen, if you had glasses as a child, I hate to break this to you. You were a pervert. <laughs> Dang, nabbit. Doesn't mean you are one now. You were one. Maybe you married the woman you were crushing on and had nine kids with her. God damn. When I heard that, I was like, whoo, Wendy, are you okay, girl? <laughs> I think, so, I have seen The Sandlot probably a hundred times. That doesn't surprise me as you grew up a boy. Yes. Not uh, to be, like, sexually, what's the word I'm looking for? Giving uh, this attracted? movie a gender? Mm. No. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, gendering the movie. This is a definitely masculine. a boy movie. This is a. This is, a I said it about fifteen times. This is a boy movie. Yeah, it's a boy child movie. Of course it is. Yeah. Like that yeah. is exactly why the boy children relate to it or like gravitate towards it so much. This movie is little boy coded, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, and you know what? Gaze, no feminine gaze. No, it's a lot of little boy gays. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Love it. This was always on TV in the summer. This, Mm. so like Ferris Bueller would start playing in like April and Mm -hmm. May as it was getting to the end of the school year. And then in the summer, the Sandlot was on all the time. It's a summer movie. It makes sense. And it's a movie that the actual order of the plot doesn't really matter. So you can just hop on in at any point and you're not missing anything. It's like almost more like vignettes than anything else. Yeah. And they build to something at the end, but not really. The biggest Um, pickle. (laughs) He. I was fucking screaming. If I had to hear that phrase one more time, I was going to turn the movie off. A little bit of a Johnny hyperbole narrating this movie. The, the big, biggest Johnny hyperbole. <laughs> I just don't. I don't know why, but that made me laugh. <laughs> Johnny hyperbole. Anyway, the biggest pickle of all time. <laughs> okay, was it Bernie Sanders narrating? It might have been. It might have been. We need to distribute the biggest pickle of all time. <laughs> I just made me laugh that he kept saying that because the word pickle is inherently funny. Mm-hmm. Also, I was mad at Gage because if you're listening, Mom, turn your ears off. He kept going, I'll give you the biggest pickle. (laughs) I was like, shut up. (laughs) Oh, Uh, my God. This movie, watching this movie with Gage, who has every line memorized mm -hmm. and is not even like a self-proclaimed outdoor kid, but did in fact grow up a little boy. Yes. Proved to me how little boy coded this movie is. Yeah. A hundred percent. Anyone of uh, our generation basically has the same relationship with this movie. This shit was uh, fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> also, because, like, I knew it was set in the 60s. When I was a kid, I didn't realize it wasn't made in the 60s. Watching it now, it's obvious it's a 90s, especially the last third of the movie is very much made in the 90s. But, like... Yeah. I'll say it again. I thought that this shit took place in the 90s. And when everybody started to lollipop, lollipop, or whatever the fuck, I was like, where am I? 
What year is it? <laughs> Why is it? Is it a revival? What's happening? Why do these children? I was literally are they Mormon? So, I was so confused. <laughs> it was like, are they not? They're not allowed to listen to the rock and roll. <laughs> I was shook. Yeah, this was the first time that I watched this in a few years. I think probably mm-hmm. since I was in high school. So more than a few years. Um, Don't ever say that it was one year tops. Okay. <laughs> and it. it my opinion of it didn't change. It might have actually got, I might like it a little more than the last time I watched it because maybe like an yeah. absence makes the heart grow fonder sort of thing. Or. I guess. Or or I just like kind of remember like, oh yeah, this is fun. This is, maybe I've gotten annoyed by people quoting it and then actually watching it. I'm like, oh no, I get why. I, I still think the quoting is annoying, but the movie's yeah. still fun. There's nothing wrong with being annoyed by people quoting stuff. I mean, like, I don't like when people constantly reference Disney stuff, but I still love Disney stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I know it's not the same, but it's what I can offer. At what are they? Time. What okay. is the most constant Disney reference? They're always singing shit. And I'm like, shut oh. up. Yeah, like if somebody's showing you something, I can show you the world. You should just go, I can show you these hands and start beating them. I up. always say that. You're right. That's what you have to do. I, oh, oh, I just don't like joy. Okay. <laughs> That's not true. But you know what I mean. Yes, I do. You hate joy. I hate others. You hate the joy of others. Amen. What is there to like about it? Oh, wow. Nothing. Look at this. Look at this person having a good time. Have they considered changing everything they're doing for me? Amen. Period, Dan. You're right. That's what I say every morning. <laughs> this is a weird ass affirmation. I mean, I get in the in the morning. I look in the mirror. I go, "The world revolves around you, Queen. Don't ever adjust your crown to try and like meet somebody <laughs> on their level." So you're doing weird ass affirmations. I'm doing regular ass affirmations. Going like, "Yeah, Same. it looks good today, King." <laughs> you are Round smart. and you are bouncy. Strong. You are loved. No, ass what? affirmations. Oh! <laughs> I can't stand you. Oh, my God. Mm, gotta have a hard time putting those jeans on. Mm, don't bend over too deep. Might cause sit, a car crash. Sit on a wooden chair for a while. It'll feel fine. No. These are all That's things that like, I've never been able to say to myself. Literally, me looking at a wooden chair and crying immediately. I got I four know bones. I'm feel, literally, it's going to be like that episode of Spongebob where his two bones are sticking out from his <laughs> butt where his butt should be. Gage calls me Hank Hill butt, which is like honestly the most devastating roast. Yow. Hey, do you know what Hank Hill's butt looks like? Uh, Nothing. Flat. Uh, it's flatter than flat. It's so flat that in one episode he had to get like a prescription pillow, and I have a hemorrhoid pillow on my chair at work because oh my butt my used gosh. to get so sore. Don't have hemorrhoids. <laughs> just have no ass cheeks. No, you gotta just <laughs> just get two hemorrhoid We're... pillows, stick them in your pants at work. What do you mean? I've always looked like this. I've always had this juicy caboose. They call it. I should the tell dumpy. HR if you're looking. <laughs> Excuse me, human resources? They're questioning my juicy caboose again. Oh, write them up. That is what it says on up. my accommodation. Mm-hmm. Too juicy of a caboosey. Mm-hmm. 
Anyway. <laughs> the Sandlot. It's about children. It's about little boys. Oh, man. It's the they summer. They are all pretty cute in this They movie. are. They're all pretty cute. I think uh, you, like, um, Ham the best. Yes, I did say that. Yeah, I probably liked Smalls the best because he's an empty vessel, as am I. Oh, his stepdad pissed me off. I was so mad. I was like, why is his stepdad not choosing to spend time with him? The kid clearly wants to take an interest in what he likes. Yeah. He should be engaged like it's the 60s. Men didn't care about their stepchildren. This man served probably in World War II. No, he didn't. He would have been 10 in World War II. He might have served in Korea. And? There's nothing going on behind those eyes but visions Mm -mm. of explosions and death. True. When he says he has to get something done, it's his daily anxiety. Me too, though. I have to go get something done. I'm going to go drive our car into the tree. It's the only way to quiet the voices. Oh, God. Make sure the radiator's on downstairs, son. I'm going to go breathe in it. Oh, no. Uh, Do you know... Have you seen Dennis Leary in anything else? The guy who plays the dad? No. He was in Rescue Me... On FX, the show about a firefighter. Um, okay. He's been in a lot of stuff. He was in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Interesting. As Gwen Stacy's dad. He's the voice of Diego in Ice Age. Oh, oh okay, okay. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh. oh. Okay, I saw Ice oh. Age, but the only people I think of when I think of that are um, Ray Romano. Uh-huh. And, um, Sid the Sloth. What's his name? I'm having a brain fart. Oh. John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo. What? Mm-hmm. Wait. Leguizamo. No. <laughs> Leguizamo. <John> Bruno. <laughs> John Luke. There's an I. I can see it. Yeah, that's still how it's pronounced. It's Leguizamo. Not Leguizamo. Get him on the phone. I, I... Here's the problem with me. Spanish is pronounced exactly the way it looks, mm-hmm. and I still looked at his last name and completely butchered it. <laughs> well, I always thought it was Liguiziamo, so... Incorrect. Uh, he was also the voice of the ladybug in A Bug's Life. The, lo- the ladybug? Yeah. He sounds like that. Exactly. I'm a ladybug. I'm walking here. Uh, so, anyway, The Sandlot. It's the summer of 62. Ooh, good year, good year. What happened in 1962, women. Anna? Why do you say it's a good year? Okay, I was making sure that wasn't the year JFK died. No, um, that was 1963. Whew, we were close. Um... <laughs> Nothing. I just, you know, good year. Good year. Cuban Missile Crisis. 1962. Oh, shit. <laughs> I knew there was going to be something bad. Wow. Well, um, seems like everybody else was having fun, you know? The kids who didn't Marilyn know Monroe's death. Fuck me. Stop. I've heard enough. <laughs> bad year. Bad year. The Beatles' first album comes out. 
good year, good year. Wow, really swinging back and forth here. I mean, love, love me too. I was so fucking pissed at myself when I played trivia and I got your one question about the Beatles wrong. Mm-hmm. She was just 17, you know what I mean? Because after yeah. that, I answered the question, I sang that song, and Gage was like, are you fucking kidding me? We just put in the <laughs> wrong answer for that. And I was like, no comment. I refuse to acknowledge that fact. Um, I don't want to talk about what just happened. William Faulkner died in 1962. Who's that again? He was a writer. Oh, I was going to say. Anyway, summer 1962. We are in, allegedly, the San Fernando Valley. They filmed in no Utah. Way. I was going to say. They're way too high up for them to be in the valley. Um, mm-hmm. And Scotty Smalls, the to quote the Eagles, new kid in town. Uh, has no friends and is lonely and unathletic and sad and not loved Stop by his stepdad. Stop describing me as an adult. <laughs> minus the stepdad part. <laughs> um, but then he sees a group of boys playing baseball at their local sandlot, their little baseball you know field. What? I'm going to say good for him for taking the initiative to try and make friends. Yes. His mom did say hard. to him, go out, make friends. Stop being lonely like you were the last two summers. His dad fucking died. What does she expect? Okay, I don't know. Go run in the dirt. He's got some trauma. Go skin your knees. Feel that pain instead. Yep. Um, Covering up with a skinned knee and a small band-aid. The group that he sees at the Sandlot are as follows. Timmy and Tommy Timmons. Two annoying bitches. I hate him. Uh, Michael Squints Paladoris, a we pervert. Love we love him. Alan Yeah Yeah McLennan. He was unremarkable. Yes. Bertram Grover Weeks. Also unremarkable. Those they two were both were forgettable. There. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Denunez. Also forgettable because <laughs> I had to think for a second about who he was. Yeah. Who was the tall one? In the, the outfield. That's yeah, yeah. Okay. I only remember because I was like, boy, he's tall. And also, yeah, yeah is a girly name. Which, <laughs> again, like, I shouldn't be assigning gender roles to call names. Call him woo-woo. But still. Woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> call him dumb-dumb. They're all dumb kids. Uh, Kenny Denunez, the pitcher. Mm-hmm. He's also unremarkable. He's with the other two. Yes. Couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Yep. Catcher Hamilton Porter. Star King. Star King, Loudmouth. Baby. My Yogi sweet Bear. Child. My sweet baby. And their best player, Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Beautiful eyelashes. Also kinda tall. Kinda tall. Uh definitely would have been the most popular kid. Cast correctly. Did he kind of give you the energy of older than the other kids? Yes. I thought so too. I was like why do I feel like he's hanging out with kids that are way younger than him? Is it because he's tall? I can't decide. Well, his actor was three years older than okay. Smalls. Well, that makes sense. And when you're 13, that's a big difference. Yeah. Unlike us. Yeah. You're elderly. I fucking feel it most of the time. <laughs> um. So they start, they, they invite him in to play, and Smalls sucks. 
mood, honestly. But he tried, and that's what matters. He tried. He tries to catch a baseball. He doesn't try to throw the baseball back, though. He just runs it in. This is an above 10-year-old child. Yes. Who has Never does not know how anything. to throw a base. I'm not saying that I can throw a baseball well. I can't. I'm very bad at throwing a baseball. But at 10, I, I knew it. how to throw a baseball. Yeah, I feel like that's a regular, like, a cognitive. I feel like he should have been, like, in therapy for not knowing how to throw something. They didn't, they never played baseball in gym class? I know you had gym class. You lived in the suburbs the whole time. And the suburbs in the 60s, so gym class was, like, top of the list required. Yeah, gym class, and then you hide under your desk, mm-hmm. and then you eat you a potato. Those, like, embarrassing singlets. Mm. When my uncle was in high school in the 80s, mm-hmm. Um, they had a swimming unit and the men swam nude. That's it. Um, what the fuck? They didn't bring swimsuits? In... Dan, they were I, required I, to... I'm, there's a, an article from NPR about in Chicago... Chicago public schools required male students to swim nude. What the fuck? It was a standard policy in Chicago and cities across the country. Hold the phone. I Hold on. Hold I'm asking Gage something real quick. Hold on. <laughs> Gage, when you were in high school, did your dad, like when your dad was in high school, did he have to swim nude in gym class? Dan's uncle did. Can you fucking believe that shit? <laughs> okay, I'm back. I literally am so flabbergasted right now. That's That was the rule. That's what you had to do. I... My dad didn't because he didn't have swimming in high school. But yeah, my, my uncle had to swim nude. That's... They're children. Yeah. There's so many things wrong with that in my mind. <laughs> it was Call me a snowflake, but I I don't think that's appropriate. I'm reading it right now, and, and the thing was like, boys were just told to do it, and they said that hygiene was the reason. No, that's uh, fucking disgusting. I cannot understand it right now. Yeah. Anyway. I cannot begin to tell you how flabbergasted I am. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, Smalls, he tries to play catch with his stepdad, um, who at this point is named Bill to him. Named Douchebag. I don't know how I feel about the trope of earning the name Dad. I don't like it at all. The whole thing gave me the ick. First of all, I felt like it was weird that he was like, I want you to call me Dad in the first place. Yeah. He had a dad already. Like... If I and your dad somebody, is dead. I'm your dad now. No, no. <laughs> if if I was Gage's second wife and he already had a kid, I would not make those kids call me mom. No, if you'd make them call you died. dad. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Uncomfortable, bizarre. Uh, the sixties so were fucking wild. His dad gives him a black eye. Uh. <laughs> 
It was with a baseball. It wasn't like he slugged him. But again, for the 60s, it probably wouldn't have been that big of a deal to them. Yeah. He had punched him. My dad hit me. Oh, you must have been fucking up. Yeah, you must have been fucking stupid, you dumb bitch. Why did he hit you? I don't know. I didn't get him beer fast enough. Why didn't you get him oh. beer faster, you bitch? Ooh, the 60s were a dark time. <laughs> uh, but Venny still invites him out of the team. And they start growing together, playing together. Smalls knows nothing about baseball. They keep giving nicknames for Babe Ruth, and he has no idea who it is. By the way, his dad has a Babe Ruth-signed baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was given to him by his dad. Aw, baseball. The most American thing to tie men together. The manliest sport. That and not speaking about your feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, That's for damn sure. So, Ham hits a home run while they're playing. Also, they have s'mores, and they explain s'mores. Uh, and they explain in, in the yard next to the sandlot uh, is a mean old man with a mean old dog called the Beast. No, the Beast was my favorite part. Uh, he lives behind the fence. Uh, allegedly, he has been there for a hundred years, has eaten a hundred people. Obviously, See, a very specific and realistic story. Yes, I knew about the Beast. That's why I was like, oh, because I have a very soft spot in my heart for Mastiffs. Because when I worked at the doggy daycare, there was a Mastiff there. And she was just all bark and just the sweetest dog on the face of the earth. And she was like my soul dog. We sat together all the time. I gave her pets. She let me give her kisses. She was the softest little baby, even though she weighed as much as I did. So I just love Mastiffs, especially English Mastiffs. That's a bunch of bull. It wasn't a bull Mastiff in this movie, Dan. <laughs> I thought it was. No, that's an English Mastiff. Oh, sorry. That's a bunch okay. of bull. Thank you so much. That's, that's my, what I'm talking that's about. My, that's my RP. Um, oh. what, what is happening? You just went, oh no. It's not important right now. Let's carry on. So, they the dog is chained up by its owner outside, Mr. Myrtle. And then, you know, the gang play and they hang out and they have a wonderful boys' summer experience. It's great. I loved it. I love it for them. All wholesome fun. Except when they go to the pool together, Squint sees the girl he's crushing on, Wendy Peppercorn. I thought her name was Peppercorn. Nah, Wendy Peppercorn. Looking incredibly like Barbie. Yeah, that's literally what Gage said. Shockingly similar to how Barbie looks. Margot Robbie's Barbie looks. Uh, But Squint has got a crush on her, uh, and he does... The one thing that all boys are trained to do. He goes, <laughs> drowns himself. Mm-hmm. So that he can get mouth to mouth from Wendy. Then he wakes up, squints at the boys, starts kissing her. Kissing Wendy. Dear Lord. Okay, side note, I looked it up. Hercules is an old English mastiff. Mm. Old English mastiff named Hercules. Uh. Hercules! Hercules! 
Oh, English Mastiff. Old English Mastiff. No, that's a proper pup. I'm sorry to England right now. <laughs> I'm not. They deserve okay. it. Um, <laughs> so uh, they he kisses her. She's like, what the fuck? Kicks them all out of the pool. They're banned for life. Then she does give him a little nod of respect as he leaves. I, I mean, yes, it's skeevy what he did, but like. He's 10. They're 10. He's 10. Like, he's a kid. I mean, if I was a teenager, I can only imagine that I'd be horrified as well. Be horrified, but, like, but you'd be horrified in the same way that she was horrified. Like, ugh. Yeah, where it's, like, kind of funny at the end. It's like somebody's little brother trying to pull the moves on you. Yeah. You don't need to read anything into this. No, it's not that deep. Yeah. He's not reverse grooming her. Is that possible? Can you groom someone older than you? Have you tried? I feel like at that point it's just ter- caring for the elderly, you know. Like, <laughs> I've not tried to groom because I I dated chronically younger for the most part, so. That then you that would be you grooming. Now when they're only like three years younger than me, I didn't date someone who was quote I'm Demi a, Lovato, hey, you know. Hey, I'm a, I'm a I'm a baby compared to you. I, I'm Am a little boy. To be my friend. Yeah, you're grooming me. That's right, you're only one year out of high school. How could I forget? Yeah, come on. I'm 19. <laughs> and I'm... I don't know. I'm old <laughs> as fuck. I'm fucking old, Dan. No, Dan. I just, you know... I did for a while feel so dirty about dating someone three years younger than me. But, like, in the grand fucking scheme of things... That's it's not, not that deep. <laughs> like, no. The further you get out of high school, the less weird it gets because if you're a senior dating a freshman in high school scandal run into traffic uh if you are a senior in college dating a freshman in college weird you're both adults though if you are 25 and 22 whatever i'm traumatized (laughs) it was weird but whatever but yeah in the grand scheme of things two consenting adults it's not giving you know demi lovato 1729. Oh, that song was traumatizing to listen to. Hey, yikes. Imagine being a full adult and trying to date a 17 year old. That makes imagine me being, want to imagine shower. Imagine being 18 years old up. and looking at a six year old and being like, You're my future. That's fucking disgusting, and I hate that you just said that. That's what it was. Um, Every time. Oh, oh <laughs> I gotta go shower. This is fucking gross conversation. If you prey on children, shame on you. That was the nice way to put it. I shouldn't have put it so nicely, but you know what I mean. As the kids say, period. 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 Uh, so, Queen. 4th of July, the, the gang plays baseball by the light of the fireworks. That was pretty Fun. cute. Cute. Just cute. Um, then uh, another Little League team shows up. Uh, and that Little League team, they've got uniforms. They're all bunch of rich assholes. Um, They're mean. Yeah. I was scared of them. I was Ham gets into scared. a I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> gets into a uh, shouting match with Phillips, the leader of the Little League team. Um, you throw like a girl. He was scary. Biggest the insult you can make. Insult. That man... Ended his fucking career. Yeah. Uh, 
they beat the little league team because they have heart, soul, and gumption. I do like that they don't. That that's not the. That doesn't really matter in the movie. They beat them. It's a, like a two minute scene. It's not like oh man, we're down to the tying run. Someone's got to hit a home run here. No, they just kind of they just play it and they win. So it's not know. just focused on it. Um, and then afterwards to celebrate, they go to the fair. They get some dip at ride on a ride that spins them around too much and they vomit everywhere. Remember, kids. The worst decision of their entire life. To do that's tobacco? How, that's how Smalls describes it. I mean, good. Tobacco is wacky, mm-hmm. kids. Because... Some of us, Dan, in, while others were being groomed, some of us <laughs> were in Teens Against Tobacco use, okay? So. Wait, Teens Against tab- Taboo? Did you call yourself that? Teens Against Tobacco use. We were oh, tattoo. I thought tobacco started with a B. Because I'm yeah. dumb. The uh, T-O are silent. Tobacco. Yeah. Um, they they throw up everywhere. Remember, kids, don't do tobacco. Good message. Whatever. Benny hits a home run. No, he doesn't. He hits the cover off the ball. That's their Fucking only ball, crazy. though. Fucking crazy. I couldn't believe they were like, we don't have a dollar for a ball. And then I remembered, like, in the 60s, a dollar was a lot of money. Okay, what do you think a, a $1 in 1962 is? today um let's see five cent candy is now like a dollar a piece or it's like 25 cents a piece right sure so let's go with five dollars ten dollars fuck me yeah i thought five was gonna be high i saw something once that was like, and I don't know how true this is. Don't hold me to it. I'm not a, I'm not a social studies guru. But I saw something that was like... Guru? If, Do you have a I class think, that you're selling? I, I might. Um, no, but like, somebody was like, oh, the Great Depression, the amount of money that people were making when they were considered poor and stuff was equal to like $80,000 today. And I was like, that is, there's no fucking That's way. not true. The, that can't be true. Simply not true. Because I was like, people are trying to tell me we're back in the Great Depression. I just bought a house, so... I'm not depressed. <laughs> well... <laughs> well... <sighs> yeah. Um, so, Benny hits the cover off the ball. They don't have another baseball. Smalls takes his not-dad's. Babe Ruth autograph ball, and he's like, ah, oh, there's just some writing on this. Kids never heard of fucking autographs. <laughs> Not never heard of fucking autographs. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm in a silly, goofy mood tonight. Using the power of the unknown autograph, he, he fucking smokes it into the beast's yard. Like, oh, hey, congrats. It's weird how they celebrate him, but then they're still, they're not like, wait, we still don't have another baseball. They're not upset with him for hitting a home run or anything. Um, Well, they thought it was pretty cool. I'm I'm happy that they thought it was pretty cool. That makes me happy. Maybe that's just me projecting, because all my friends are always like, ugh, 
Dan did something good. Ugh. Not again. Hey, I'm going to celebrate my successes. I'm sorry if other people get upset at that. As you should, King. I, in my volleyball league, I do, whenever I make a really good pass, I go, oh, what a pass. So I kind of understand Dan. it. <laughs> I gas myself up all the time at work when I'm proud of myself. Sometimes I do a self-clap. Hmm. That's not really gassing yourself up. Makes me feel good. That's good. I would... You can go harder than that. Stand up on your desk and just go, Fuck yeah! Every time you get an impression on a social media post. I was... Yes. (laughs) I was laughing so hard today because God bless one of my coworkers. We were showing them... We were showing... So one of my coworkers showed me an ugly bathroom in a house that was for sale. I had remarked that it was the ugliest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Okay. And so we called one of our other coworkers over, and she looks at you. Goes, that is the fucking ugliest. Excuse me, the beep ugliest. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's fair. Um, I love judging houses so much. It's so fun. It's so fun. The bathtub was pink, and I mean, like hot pink. Mm. So a little muted pink. That. I'm kind of into it. Hot pink, mm. not it not was it. Like, flamingo pink it was doing too much uh so they try to get the ball back various ways uh they try to drop someone in they try to smoke the beast out they end up blowing up their treehouse. it was funny i had a good time with this scene smalls builds a fucking contraption to catapult it out mm-hmm. yeah we don't have the dollar to go get a new baseball but i do have the money to build this whole thing i didn't even know what to say um but they can't get it the beast destroys it all smalls has a dream that the baseball falls on his head like a railroad spike and i'm upset that we don't see that he just narrates that he has that dream and i'm like oh man uh instead we have a dream where benny meets babe ruth babe ruth comes out of the closet for him good for him good for him right Good for him. Hey, hey, Babe Ruth loved hot dogs. And I mean, finally, me too, though. Finally, he can be open about his love of sausage, too. Me too, TBH. <laughs> I had a really good hot dog at the Jonas Brothers concert, I'll tell you that much. Mm, that's... Congrats on being the first one to say that sentence. Thank you. <laughs> I'd love to describe the cuisine at various concerts of former it children's was... bands that I attend. <laughs> It was at Wrigley, so. Oh. Well, yeah. A hot dog from any baseball venue will be good. There's something in the the dog. It's salt. Yeah. Uh, Exponential levels of salt. He tells him, heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Fucking iconic. I think that might be actually, hang on. Hang on. What? Hold the phone. I'm interested in what you're looking up. Oh, okay, never mind. That definitely feels like it's the name of some pop punk band's song. Uh, it's okay. yeah, it's by Four Year Strong. Yeah, I found it. Did you have to look that up too? I looked it or up because I wanted know? to see if it was a quote from something else. Oh. But no, it's just from the Sandlot. Yeah, no, this is once again. Let's circle back to grew up as a boy, coded. True. 
heroes get remembered, legends never die, and then also uh, pain heals, chicks dig scars, glory lasts forever. Mm, I've heard you say that before. Yeah, that was my email signature for a while. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, <sighs> Benny gets a new pair of shoes. PF Flyers, the fastest shoes in the West. Real shoes, by the way. Not made up for the movie. PF Flyers. I feel like my dad has talked about those before. Maybe my mom. They look like Converse All-Stars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just thinking now. They get the ball back by putting the beast in a pickle, a rundown in baseball, uh, Dog breaks off its chain, chases him through town. I think at, when they start doing the contraptions to get the ball back, uh, mm-hmm. continuing on with this chase, this is when the movie kind of loses me. Okay. Because uh, I'm, I'm more invested in their like group dynamics and the, their, their coming-of-age stuff than the caper part of it. I think I agree with you because I didn't really care much about them getting the ball back, but I loved seeing their friendship develop. Yes. We're too soft for like, this movie. Yeah, that's part of like why I like watching it. I love the friends and the scary, but I like the friends, yeah. you know? I love the friends and I hate clowns. It that is a horrible match. <laughs> <laughs> My nightmares. Uh, so, running through town, they run through a movie theater. Um, run through the screen of the theater. Fucking screamed. I was like imagine first of all that dog would have gotten distracted it ran past so many things so many foods so many people you're telling me nobody recognized that dog nobody said hercules come here come here baby because that dog has a singular focus and it is that ball and i'm like come here baby boo boo uh so it crashes they they go back into his yard it crashes through the fence and it falls down on top of the beast and then this part and then everyone else is like, yeah, let's no. fucking kill the dog. No, and Smalls is like, no, him. no, we got to lift it off. Come on. I was happy with Smalls at that point because yeah. when the dog was crushed and everybody was like, yeah, and he was like, he's hurt. I was fucking screaming, crying, throwing up, Dan. <laughs> that dog was such a good actor because I hated my fucking life while I was watching those seconds. Okay. <laughs> God, I love dogs. I would literally do anything for a dog. Okay. <laughs> just having a, I just love dogs so much. They then they go into the uh, owner, his house, and it's Mister Myrtle, uh, who was a friend of Babe Ruth, who lost his sight after being hit by a pitch. Fucking scary. That's the right? dangers of sports. You know where that would never happen in a library. <laughs> so. He trades them the ball for one signed by all of the 1927 New York Yankees uh, who are considered the best, one of the best, if not the best baseball teams in history. Just a little. Yeah, what did they call them? Murder Murderer's Row. Row. Murderer's Row. Yeah. Cause they're, Death Sentence Street. Got it. Their first six hitters were in order. And don't worry, you'll know all these names. Earl Combs, Mark Koenig, Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Bob Musil, and Tony Lazari. Here's the problem. I know Babe Ruth, and I know Lou Gehrig from his disease. So, (laughs) 
And that's not, like, meant to be a roast. It's just the truth. Like, that's... No, yeah. <laughs> um, so, they make an agreement. Visit them every week. You get out of the baseball. Wonderful. Love it. Get to know your neighbors. Yeah, I love that. So He's a blind old man. I'm sure he yeah. loved it. Darth Vader himself, you know? Darth Vader, Mufasa. Mm-hmm. What a man. What a voice. I'm sure there's others, but those are the two I know. Because of this movie, I thought James Earl Jones was actually blind. Are you fucking kidding me? No. He's acting. Yeah, I know he's acting, but this was the only thing I saw him in live action, and I was like, oh, he's blind. That's that's what he does all this voice acting. That's true. I guess let's circle back (laughs) to the two movies we mentioned. Yeah, right? Both no faces shown. (laughs) Uh, So then we get the postscript. His dad grounds him for a week, but they play catch together, and he starts calling him dad. <laughs> I don't even know. I just didn't uh, like Bill. He sucked butt. He was... Ugh. That's what it is. Dennis like Leary, man. He leering at ass. you. I mean, uh, as an actor, sure. But as a character, couldn't stand him. So, the thing... When the gang would move away, they wouldn't replace him on the sandlot. They would just keep playing as if he was still there. And I was like, oh, my heart. That was pretty cute. Uh, And we get the postscript for what happened to them. Yeah, yeah, joins the army and invents bungee jumping. Okay. Bertram Bertram disappears in the 60s. He gets really into... Uh, he was the outfielder, the tall one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fuck, I'm trying to uh, get them all. They Timmy, were showing me some of these kids at the end. I was like, I've never seen that man in my life. I've never. I've never he was never in this movie before. Timmy and Tommy invent mini malls. I remember that because I was like, that's hilarious. Squints marries Wendy and has nine kids. Mm-hmm. Ham becomes the great Hambino. Adorable. Professional wrestler. Um, the the heater becomes a triple A player and then coaches his son's little league team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a pitcher. Benny, right? yeah. Okay. It's all Benny the Jet now. becomes a professional baseball player. Of course he does. And then but Smalls. What happened to Smalls? Smalls becomes. A sports broadcaster. And he's calling the Dodgers game. Benny steals home. Wins the game. Give each other a thumbs up. Credits roll as we look at a picture of them as kids. Adorable. That's the same. Pretty cute. Pretty fucking cute. What a fun movie. Yeah. Fun. Good. Coming of age. What do you want? What, What else do you want? More women? Shut up. Yes. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Goddamn. Okay, never mind. This is a boy movie. This is a movie for is boys. Is one woman even too much to ask? Okay, one... I'll have you know, the outlines of both Wendy Peppercorn and Smalls' mom are mm-hmm. almost women. Okay, Wendy doesn't even have a line. They are prop. No, she calls him a pervert. Wow. She says you pervert. Before she even hit fucking set. <laughs> Uh, yeah, not a, not a banner movie for women characters, 
That's okay. But honestly. it's a coming-of-age I mean, movie about 10-year-old boys. Why would it yeah, be? Yeah, but how many coming-of-age movies are there about little girls? Name one where they don't turn into like, oh, she married the man of her dreams. Name hmm. one. Uh, Actually, you know Lady what? Bird. Name one of the... What? Ladybird. Okay, fine. From before we were in college. <laughs> uh, I fucking love Ladybird. Uh, the Princess Diaries count? No. Because uh, she marries someone. Ooh. Well, how can a woman be fulfilled if she does not marry someone? You're right. You got me. You <laughs> fucking got me. Carrie. Oh, I fucking love Carrie, but that's not coming of age. It's horror. <laughs> Carrie. Carrie. Um, yeah, I, I, I think there could be more women in this in some that's fashion why... or just other coming of age movies about women. I'm going to say it one more time. I'm comparing this to it because it's what I know and it's what I love. Mm -hmm. There's a fucking woman in that movie. That's true. That's true. A major woman. A major woman. She has at least two lines. I'm looking at lists of female coming of age movies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like Juno. But that's. Oh, I kind fucking of. love Juno, but yeah, um, but it's not the same kind of coming of age thing no. as this. Like Juno eighth grade, weird. but that came out when we were in college. Yeah, I don't count that. And also, Juno, I wouldn't count as coming of age. Juno is like a, a slice of life. Sixteen say. candles. Yeah, but there's boys that they are like love interests in that. Yeah. There's some like good ones nowadays. I definitely think, but they're more like TV shows than they are movies. Yeah, the to all the boys I loved before. Like, or there, God, it's me, Margaret. But that came oh, out when? Great movie that came out when in did March. That come out? Precisely. <laughs> Ooh. Do you want to hear some trivia? Clara Casey. Why do you keep bringing up Oklahoma City? No. Um, mm. Oklahoma. <laughs> So, yeah, the movie was shot in Salt Lake City, despite being set in 1960s Los Angeles, which I feel like is the only movie to be set in L.A. and not shot in L.A. No, I don't think so. There are a ton of neighborhoods in the valley that look like I this. was going to say um, High School Musical, and then I remember that took place in Albuquerque. That is in was New Mexico. In... Yep. Forgot. The director... David Mickey Evans is the narrator and adult smalls. Cute. Um, All the cast became friends. They said it was like summer camp. Yeah, that's what Gage said, and I think that's so cute. Um, The elder Benny, adult Benny, is, is played by Pablo Vidar, Mike Vidar's brother. Yes, I only knew that because I remarked upon how similar they looked. So Gage uh-huh. told me. Because I, once again, was like, wow, their eyelashes are both so... I literally said they have the same eyes. <laughs> and it's like, it's because they're brothers. And I was like, oh, that explains the lush eyelashes I'll never achieve. Um, the, the director wanted to have more sequels for each decade. So one would be set in the 70s, one in the 80s, one in the 90s, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Didn't end up happening. There are two sequels to this. We're not going to watch them. They're direct-to-DVD. That's what Gage asked me if we were going to watch them, and I was like, no, Dan didn't want to watch them because I heard their booty. Yeah. I'm good with this. 
Because they came out, the first one came out in like 2005. It shouldn't be something that I remember coming out from when I was a child. Yeah, no. I don't like that. Um, the movie was originally supposed to star six and seven-year-olds. No. Wouldn't it would have been too little. Too young. Like, this I can see them being on their own and getting into trouble. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just being little boys. I can see it. I, you love seeing little boys. You're gross. <laughs> you already called me a groomer once this episode. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like, you can just picture them getting into trouble and doing these things more than you could picture. Like, six and seven-year-olds who... Shit, they don't even let six and seven-year-olds audition for the theater that I volunteer at. Or yeah, right? Sometimes. Six and seven-year-olds, like, they go to bed at seven. Yeah, no. Like, you have to be eight to audition, so... That's the that should be the lower limit for everything. You have to be eight to eight. be out in the world. Mm-hmm. Before eight, your parents keep you in your in their house hidden. <laughs> uh, would this movie be better, worse, or the same with Jonathan Taylor Thomas as one of the Sandlot boys? I think it would be better, but I think he would have been too old. Yeah. Right? Well, okay. When did Home Improvement start? Nineteen. No, it ended in nineteen ninety-eight. I think it started in. Started in 1991. 91, fuck. So Jonathan Taylor Thomas, at the time that it came out, the Mm -hmm. Sandlot came out, he would have been... Why can't I find what... Oh, no, that's the other one. Um, JTT was born in in 1981. Mm -hmm. He would have been 12. Okay, he would have been perfect fit. Yeah, you know who else was born in 1981? Who? The actor who plays Smalls. That would have been perfect. He would have fit right in. I don't think he could play Smalls, though. No, I don't think he would have been Smalls. I think he would have been Squints. Hmm. Yeah. I could see. What the hell? What? Tom Geary, who who plays Smalls, was in The Revenant? The Leonardo DiCaprio movie? Oh, you don't have to tell me. The Leonardo DiCaprio movie? Dan? You mean the Will Poulter movie? Oh, sorry. I forgot. Yes. The eyebrow movie. Except I've never actually seen that movie. It's great. You wouldn't like it. Sounds it sounds so fucking boring to me. I don't even care. <laughs> exactly. I love her in it. Like, there's only so much I can do for my boy. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Now, better or worse of the same about, like, with sorry, Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> I was thinking about the part where they hide inside of a bear. <laughs> and you're like, ugh, wish it was me. Hide inside. <laughs> I'm not finishing that. Let's carry on. <laughs> I'm sorry, God, Jesus, my mother. Okay, uh, to move on. Better or worse than the same with Jimmy Stewart as mm-hmm. Mr. Myrtle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd probably be the, it, I, honestly worse. You need the voice of James Earl Jones delivering those lines. Yeah, I agree. I like James Earl Jones in this role. Yeah, well, that's the way I play, one hundred percent, all the time. Mm. What, 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 uh, kids? What are you doing with my baseball? I'm uh. blind. Mm. 
on a scale of one to five little boys, what do you give the sandlot? What the fuck, Dan? <laughs> I give it three because it wasn't made for me. Okay, fair. Um, it was good. It was cute. It was camp. Mm-hmm. It wasn't made for me. That's just all there is to say about it. Like, I don't even know. Like, I just, I feel bad. I just, there's nothing else for me to say because it just wasn't made for me. True. Fair. Mm-hmm. Get it. Not, not questioning it. Totally understand. Yeah. Uh, I, I give it a four. I give it four little boys. Little boys. Little boys. <laughs> Come over here, little boys. There's an adult woman who's looking to groom you. Oh, I was singing Little Girls from Annie. (laughs) Little girls, little girls, everywhere I look I can see them. There's an adult woman over here looking to groom you too. Ew. (laughs) We're going to keep coming of age next week. I'm always coming of age. Okay, we're talking about Rudy. <laughs> Rudy, Rudy. He's barely coming of age. He's coming into adulthood. Yeah, he's Not a full adult. He's full adult. ass adult. Some women are dripping with diamonds. Okay. And Rudy is tripping on the field. Mm. Look at me, look at me, look at what I'm dripping with. Anyway, (laughs) if you want to support us, we're on social media on Facebook and Twitter at and in conclusion on Instagram at in conclusion podcast, patreon.com slash in conclusion. I'm on X at Dan O'Keefe 86 and on TikTok at not Dan O'Keefe. Anna, where can they find you? I wish they couldn't find me on X. You can find me on Instagram at Adamus Prime 818 or you can find me on Twitter slash X. At Autobots roll out, capital O for auto, capital B for bots, capital R for roll in the O in roll in the O in out are zeros. I'm looking up the cast of the Revenant right now, and I don't see a single fucking woman until I hit over, and then there's finally a woman. Yeah, and she plays his dead wife. That's that's the woman. No, there's another woman who plays Huaka. That's his dead wife. That's the dead wife? I think so. It's either his dead wife or his dead daughter. Um, there's Grace Dove, mm-hmm. who plays a dead person, who plays a wife. <laughs> this person's name is Puaka Puakwa. Uh, oh, she's, she's she's the kidnapped woman. Oh, well, I had to scroll for fucking ever to find her. If you want to hear more about my rants about how women belong on the first page when you look up a movie... Follow me on Instagram, at Osram818, or Twitter at Autobots Rollout, Capital for Auto, Capital for Bots, Capital R for Roll, and O and Roll, and O and Out are zeros. I know I already said that, but I'm reminding you. We will be back next week with Rudy, a movie that has a woman in the lead. One of the leads. One of the friends. She's not Rudy. Rudy. Oh, I was like, when Rudy takes off her helmet. <laughs> that Rudy's a girl! Oh my god! She's gorgeous! I the meet them. <laughs> Everybody stay safe and have fun. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.
Kamala Harris? Yeah. We did it, Joe. Yeah. In her athleisure, we did it, Joe.